What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Phil Paquette. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet with Phil, no worries. Phil is the winner of Big Brother Canada Season 4. So he's the co-winner. He won it with his brother, which was a twist on that season. Uh, The producers of Big Brother told him that only one of them would make it onto the show. Um, and then they surprised them by get it when they got into the house, they saw each other. So it was a bit of a twist that they threw in there. And they said that if they were to win, they had to win together and they could not win alone. And they defied the odds and they won Big Brother Canada season four, Phil and Nick Paquette. And from there, Phil has done a lot of things. He's a DJ, which we talked about in the podcast. We talked about his hockey career, which ultimately got cut short. This is before Big Brother, but it got cut short due to too many brain injuries. But like I said, now he's a DJ. He is a YouTuber. He did a daily vlog for a while. He traveled Canada and United States. He technically was homeless. He didn't have a home and he was just traveling and living out of a car for months at a time, documenting it on his YouTube channel. Uh, He was kind of funding that through doing DJ gigs. Uh, And now recently he's joined a company called Team LTD out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, He's a content producer for them and he seems to have just kind of really, really figured things out. Um, We'll kind of get into a couple of my takeaways from my conversation with him. I had a blast recording this. Uh, This is a really fun podcast to do. Uh, We'll talk about why that is probably near the end of this takeaways episode. But one thing I did want to touch on, which if you did listen to the podcast, you're probably like, why was the audio weird? Uh, It was clipping a lot. And I usually don't like to call it like I made sure I make sure when I put out the takeaway or the, uh, the podcast episodes, I can't call out bad audio in the intro. I can't call out Uh, bad audio in the description I'm not allowed to mention it because more often than not people won't notice it if I don't say it I mean this was probably bad enough that people did notice from time to time um but that's kind of but I think I'm I'm within my rules that I made up for myself I feel like I can talk about things that happen behind the scenes with the podcast uh, on these takeaways episode it's kind of to get give you my thoughts on each podcast episode and kind of give you a little insight into the behind the scenes of what goes on. Uh, But either way, so I recorded the podcast in my apartment and there was a weird thing. One of my mics was fully connected, but it was not displaying. It was displaying. I tested everything before Phil got here. He showed up and he, uh, not he, and then my mic stopped working uh, for some random reason. It works now it works fine uh before the time phil was here um it didn't work on the podcast so we ultimately had to roll with one mic uh lucky enough that with the blue yetis you can record in multiple directions with a single mic so we did that um but the audio obviously with it not being right close to the mouth i had to put it kind of hung it between us because i have my mic arm so i hung it between us and i cranked the uh i cranked the volume on it but because I'm quieter when I talk uh, and Phil, he's able to project his voice a lot better than I can. Um, his audio was clipping a little bit and that's not any fault of his. That's just a fault of mine. I should have adjusted it. I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's not gonna be that bad. And I look over and I see it. It's like a full the entire time. Like it definitely clipped a time to time. You can hear when he gets loud and it kind of sounds a little bit, I don't even know how to describe it where it just sounds like a little bit like I don't know, loud and like the mic can't handle it. That was what that was. That's how that happened is I just kind of, my one mic stopped working and I had the volume set too high on the mic when I put it between us. So 
that was the issue there. I didn't think it was the end of the world. There were certain points where it peaked and it got really, really bad. But for the most part, I was pretty happy with how the audio sounded. I almost made the switch and went with the in-camera audio because I recorded this episode, obviously, because in my apartment. But I didn't. And either way, I was happy with this podcast. I was just a ton of fun to record. I wish I could have had crispy, clean audio for you. I had some pretty good audio, but not the best I've ever had on this podcast. But enough of me explaining why the mics weren't going well. Um, but I want to get into some of these takeaways. My first takeaway that I want to talk about, now this actually kind of came at the end of the podcast, but I want to talk about habits. And this was, I also said habits really funny there, but uh, habits is super important. And I, I knew I wanted to ask this about, ask this to Phil because I follow him on Instagram and he made a couple of posts about the importance of habits. And he just kind of went for rent on how important your habits are. Like your habits make up who you are. Habits are your routine, what you do every day. And for some people, they hear a habit and they think like, oh, I habitually like do this or like some people hear routine. And I remember when I was probably 18, 19, I'm still figuring out the world. I mean, I'm still figuring out the world today, but then I was really like kind of raw in this whole world of like entrepreneurship and mindset and all that. I didn't really understand it. And I remember I was watching How I Met Your Mother, believe it or not. I was watching How I Met Your Mother and Barney Stinson in that show says, what's the first syllable of routine? implying rut so when you have your habits your habits is your routine and if you're in a routine you're in a rut which it depends what your habits are if your habit is to come home and watch netflix after work every day and drink wine or drink beer and just kind of chill out and not do anything then yeah you're probably in a bit of a rut but if you create habits that are positive for yourself habits that are going to allow you to succeed habits that make you work on your goals and chasing your dreams, those are positive habits, then you're not stuck in a rut. But I feel like people hear the word habit, hear the word routine, and they kind of give it a bit of a negative context. But habits can be a very, very positive thing in your life. Like for me, I work on my podcast and stuff. I try to do it for at least three hours a night, whether it be a podcast or anything else I'm working on. I try to dedicate minimum seven to 10, 6.30 to 9.30. I try to do the full four hours of six to 10 p.m. Monday to Friday. Like that is a habit that I'm creating that's positive for me because I'm working towards a greater goal. I'm working towards something that I'm achieving. I'm as, I'm aspiring to be, maybe it's a full-time podcast or even just making money off my podcast. Not even, honestly, I think it's just growing the podcast and letting more people hear these interviews and these conversations that I'm having more than just trying to get a check off this podcast. But I've created habits that allow me to work on that. I haven't created negative habits that prohibit me from doing that. So habits are an extremely important thing in your life and you have to figure out ways to establish positive ones. Another habit that I've established in my life, I get up at 6.30 every morning and I go to the gym. That's a positive habit. It's not a negative habit. So habits are extremely important. You need to make sure you have to have the proper habits in place depending on what your goal is. And as I'm kind of talking, I didn't actually have that whole rant that I just went on written down. But one thing that I've, so I have a a good friend of mine, actually, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know him, Hayden. So Hayden, who's on episode one, he went to New York with me. He interviewed me for my 50th, my, for after I'd recorded my 50th episode, he came on and interviewed me as like a reflection podcast. And so he's a good friend of Phil's. And he told me like, when I talk to Phil, like he just unlocks things in my brain with the way he says things. And he did that for me a couple of times when we recorded the podcast, but he also just did it again right there as I was kind of explaining it as I was talking through explaining why habits are so important. I like, it just clicked with me what he was saying on the podcast. Like I understood it, 
when we were there, but I understand it even better now why habits are so important. And one other th- one thing that Phil kind of said and put into an interesting perspective for me when we were talking about habits is when I just laid out a bunch of habits for you there, I laid out a bunch of things and actions that you can do. Waking up early to go to the gym, that's an action. Coming home and working towards your goals by working on, for my con- in my case, working on this podcast at night instead of watching Netflix, that's an action that I'm taking. But the other side of habits is mental habits. What, like... How are you always observing situations? Like I know from time to time I can be negative when I come into new situations. Not necessarily in, I don't know how to explain how I'm, I, maybe this is just a personal thing because I can be hard on myself from time to time, but I feel like in like a work context, sometimes I'm always presenting the negative side of an idea as opposed to the positive side of an idea. And I understand I'm doing that. I'm trying to be better at that. I almost kind of play like devil's advocate in every scenario. And I don't necessarily think that's a positive thing. So I need to create the mental habit of being on the positive side and being on the side that I don't know, just being on the positive side. I kind of lost my train of thought as I was talking, but you need to create also mental habits. And these mental habits are important for you as well, because they are going to allow you to look at life in a different way. And I never realized that you could have mental habits and just hearing Phil say that kind of, again, like I just talked about, unlock something in my brain that I didn't understand that you can change the way you think by creating these habits within your brain. And I thought that was super interesting. It's a concept I didn't really considered before, but it makes complete sense. And kind of the when when he was saying that, the what I talked about on the podcast was, I've been waking up excited lately. Like so, I got like I wake up at six thirty. I'm not gonna lie, that's a grind. It's always been a grind, but. I got good news like right before I went to bed and that was like kind of a, within a conversation that was having like a texting conversation and I went to bed kind of with that conversation still ongoing and I woke up the following morning excited to check my phone and see the, the next part of that conversation and because I was excited, I was like, whoa, I woke, I woke up super like no problem. I rolled out of bed, I grabbed my phone, I locked my alarm I, or I stopped my alarm, I didn't go back to bed. I went out and I started making my breakfast like right away because I was up. Like I was like my energy was up because I was just excited to re- check my phone to see how this conversation had progressed since I went to bed, and kind of thinking of that, I realized that oh, I can just kind of be excited when I wake up in the morning. You know, it's kind of like when you go to school and you know you have a field trip in the morning. So waking up to go to school at like six thirty might be tough for you just to get to school on time. But if you have to be early because of a field trip and you get up at 5.30 and you're not tired because you're excited for this field trip. It's kind of how my girlfriend explained it to me when I was explaining this all to her was kind of like the field trip principle. But so then I realized, oh, like you can wake up excited and not be as tired. And so I kind of actively started trying to wake up excited in the mornings. And I didn't realize I was creating a mental habit by doing that. But that's what I was doing. And Phil just kind of the way he explained it on the podcast kind of unlocked it for me. And now when I wake up in the morning, I try to just remind myself that I'm, I'm just stoked. I have just another day that I get to be alive, that I get to chase my dreams and work towards my goals. And that's exciting. And so it's just kind of cool that I, I've, I've been able to kind of like rewire my brain and how I approach waking up in the morning just by creating a new mental habit, which, is, which isn't something I even realized I was doing or that was possible until Phil kind of explained it to me on the podcast. And it was really cool in terms of him is when you create these mental habits, it allows you to view things differently and you're going to be thinking differently. And as a result of creating these mental habits and thinking differently, you're going to think new thoughts and new thoughts are exciting. They lead you to new things. And kind of what he's saying is as you create these new mental habits and you look at the world differently, the voices in your head telling you you can't do anything will go away. 
And as you overcome them, as new ones come at you, it'll be easier for you to overcome those new ones. So habits are extremely important, both in a physical sense and a being and a mental sense. You have to create mental habits that allow you to view things differently and believe in yourself and then create the physical habits that will also benefit you and your goals. But kind of another another way to look at this is manifestation. Now, for people that don't know what manifestation is, I went and I Googled the definition on the internet because I feel like me trying to explain this would sound awkward and clunky and would be here for an extra 10 minutes while I try to figure out the best way to say it. So manifestation is the public display of something theoretical made real. So basically like, okay, now I'm going to get take a stab at explaining it, even though I just said I wasn't going to. Kind of how I explain it to people is manifestation is when you tell yourself something's going to happen and then it actually happens. That's kind of the easier way to explain it. When you say like, I'm going to get the promotion and you tell yourself that I'm going to get the promotion. I'm going to get the promotion. You tell yourself that every day, every morning when you wake up, I'm going to get the promotion. I'm going to get the promotion. And then you get the promotion. That's you manifesting, getting that promotion at work. And Phil did this on Big Brother. He did this he manifested his win. He talked about how every morning he'd wake up, I think it was called his PAX energy routine or something like that, where he'd lay out like a coffee, um, a muffin, or no, maybe a coffee, coffee, a muffin, a banana, piece of chocolate, and a water, something like that. I don't know if the muffin, there that's a variable. There might be something else that wasn't a muffin, but a food item. And he would drink his coffee, and then he'd eat the muffin, and then he'd eat the banana, he'd eat a little bit of chocolate, he'd drink the water. And while he did that, that would take him half an hour. And during that 30 minutes, he would just visualize what it would be like to win Big Brother, telling himself that he was going to win Big Brother and picturing him winning Big Brother, manifesting that within his brain. And ultimately, as you all know, he won Big Brother. Now, manifestation can come in different forms. For Phil, it was just kind of visualizing what it would be like and being in that situation of winning Big Brother. But other ways you can do it is you can write it down. Write down every day, I'm going to... Back to the promotion example, I'm going to get that promotion at work. I'm going to get that promotion at work. You write it down every single day. Some people might just think it in their head, just thinking that they're going to get the promotion. Some people might say it out loud. Like I said, you wake up every morning, you take a deep breath, you go, I'm going to get the promotion at work. Every morning, you wake up and you say that and you start to believe it. And some people, you can do a combination of all three. You can picture yourself what it would be like to get that promotion. You can write it down somewhere saying that you're going to get that promotion. Maybe you write it on a whiteboard every morning. You wake up and you look at that whiteboard and then you say to yourself, I'm going to get that promotion. Now, where some people get kind of tripped up with manifestation and kind of where I, it depends on how you look at it, but some people think that just by doing that, just by saying these things, that's how you accomplish them. That's not, in my opinion, in my opinion, that's not true. Just like saying things out loud and writing them down isn't enough for them to actually happen. Where the quote-unquote magic of manifestation happens is by following through. So again, back to kind of what we talked about habits where there was the mental side and the physical side, I view manifestation in the same way. By writing it down, by saying it out loud, by picturing yourself in that situation, you're not making things happen that way. That's not what that's doing. At least, again, this is my opinion. Some people look at it differently, but this is my opinion. You're not making things happen. Like you thinking about it harder isn't going to increase your chances of getting that position. What manifesting does is it allows you to believe 
that whatever your goal is, is attainable. It's possible. You create that self-belief by writing it down every day, by saying it out loud, by putting yourself in this, by picturing yourself in that situation. You're creating a belief within yourself that whatever your goal is, is possible. And now where the key to manifestation is, is having that self-belief and putting it out into the world that you can do that is important. But the next step is actually following through. You have to put in the work. You can't sit on your couch every day and tell yourself that you're going to get a new job and never apply for a job. No one's just going to come and hand you a job if you sit on your couch all day, but just tell yourself you're going to get a job. That's not how that works. You have to put in the work component as well. Yes, you can create opportunity for yourself, but by believing, you can create opportunity for yourself. But I ignore that create opportunity for yourself. I just kind of went, I lost my train of thought. I do that quite a bit. I'm rambling and ranting here, guys. We're 17 minutes. This has the opportunity to be one of the longest takeaways episodes we've ever recorded. But back to manifestation, sorry. Kind of getting off topic here. Creating that self-belief by writing it down and saying it is important, but you have to map, match that with action because by creating the action, you're doing the work, you're creating the opportunity. And by having that self-belief and by putting it out into the world, more like those opportunities are going to come to you, which is kind of similar to the law of attraction, which is another thing that Pax talked about. Basically, like, so and kind of how he explained it, he explained like you have to put those vibrations out in the world that this is what you want to get. And by putting those vibrations out that they'll come back to you that it'll come back to you. So like you put up the vibrations that you want to get more money and then you'll find a, more money will come to you. And he says that some people think that it's woo woo. And I can totally understand if you hear kind of like talking about vibrations, you're like, what the fuck? Or sorry, I shouldn't swear. What are you talking about? Like, I just have to vibrate that I want more money and more money's going to come to me. Like, I understand that's like, can be a bit of an out there topic for, for some people. And some people as Pax describe it would view it as quote unquote, woo woo. I totally understand how, you can't like how you can can how you can see that as woo woo, but the way Phil explains it, right after saying like some people view it as woo woo, but it's not. And I wrote down the quote here that he said because I think it's super important. And again, it plays back into habits, it plays back into manifestation. He says, choose something you want to become, and change your habits to fit that mold. That's all it is with the law of attraction. If you don't like that in its own right, that will create the vibrations just by changing your habits, deciding, choose whatever it is you want to become and change your habits to map to that. That, even if you don't believe in the vibrations things, if you do believe in the vibrations things, that will create the vibrations just by changing your habits. And if you don't, that's fine. Just change your habits to map to whatever your goal is. If you want to be an Olympian, you should probably train every day. You should make your habits around eating the right things, working out, training, doing all these things that map to the action of being an Olympian. If you want to be Olympian sitting on your couch and watching Netflix, that does, those habits don't map to you wanting to be an Olympian. You have to create the habits that map to whatever it is you want to achieve. Also, I feel like I'm ragging on people that like to chill out and watch Netflix every single day, but that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch Netflix. If that's what makes you happy, watch Netflix all damn day. Because fame and money and all of that, that doesn't equal happiness. And we saw that with Phil. He won Big Brother. He won $50,000 
while he was on Big Brother. He was then famous. He was doing tours, touring around, doing appearances, signing autographs. People were, he had fans. People loved him. On the outside, like that's what people want. They want the money. They want the fame. They want the attention. And Phil had all of that. But after Big Brother, it was probably one of the most unhappiest times of his entire life. And I think that's very important for people to hear. Success, money, fame, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy. And you need to figure out whatever it is that makes you happy and strive for that. When Phil talks about choose something you want to become and change your habits to fit that mold, don't choose something that you want to become that will make you more rich. Choose something that you want to become that will make you happier. You hear stories all the time. Like I feel like this example fits in well with this podcast and fits in well with the generation, like the younger generation. You hear stories of burnt out and unhappy YouTubers and creators all the time. But yet that is the number one desired job in North America and Canada and the United States, Great Britain. That's the most desired job. Why? Because on the outside, these people look rich. They're six, they look successful, they're popular, they look happy, but you don't know, you don't, that's not necessarily the case. Just because they have money, just because they are their own boss, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy. If money was the difference, let me put it to you this way. A lot of people think that money is the solution to their problems. They'll be happier when they get money. So let me ask you this. Do millionaires get sad too? Think about it. If you think money is the solution to your problems, then by that logic, millionaires shouldn't get sad because they have more money than they know what to do with. They shouldn't be sad ever because they have so much money. But you're listening, but you hear me say that and you're like, well, no, of course millionaires get sad. Yes, of course they do because money doesn't solve their problems. Money doesn't make them happier. The quote that I kind of want to hear this, the quote everyone always goes to is, yeah, it's true, but I'd rather cry in my Lamborghini than cry in my Honda Civic. And now this is a Gary Vee quote that I'm about to hit you with. True, but I'd rather be happy as shit in a Honda Civic than cry in a Lamborghini, right? So focus on being happy. Fame, money, that is great, but if you can be rich, famous, successful, and happy, then great. But I'd much rather, much rather you be, you not be rich, you not be famous, but you be happy. Because being happy is a much better alternative than just having a lot of money. It might not seem like that, especially like if you don't have a ton of money, which believe me, I don't. But being happy is the more, more important than anything. And, and speaking of being happy, Phil, as far, as far as I can tell, is happy now. That wasn't always the case. There was a time where he was very unhappy. And I want to give him credit because he was willing to talk about that time in his life. He's very open and honest about that fact and the dark times he went through, how he lost all of his money from Big Brother. He blew it all. He was in a dark place. He said he was literally at a point where it was either... Does he commit to life or does he end his life? 
He was at that point and he committed to life. He made that decision. And hearing that, it kind of puts into perspective that, again, back to what we just talked about, fame and money and people that look like they might have it all and they might be happy. You never know. You don't have the full context. You never have the full context. But it also shows that you can hit rock bottom and come back. You can be sad. You can be upset. You can just be angry and not know what's going on. You can be in a dark place and you can come back from that. It's possible that no matter what you're going through, you've made it through everything up to that point. So you can keep going. You can come back. Now, in Phil's case, he just hit that point where he made the decision to commit to life. And I'm not saying it's that easy for everyone. It wasn't even that easy for Phil. Like he, it's not like he was, he got went into a dark place for a day and was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to life. No, he was in a dark place for a very long time before he was able to kind of work his way out of it. But it is possible to work your way out of it. And I understand. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole topic. I don't, I mean, as far as I know, I've never been depressed. I'm like, I'm not well versed when it comes to mental health issues and like not cures. That's a terrible word for you. That and treatment, maybe treatments the right word. I'm not trying to, I feel like I'm being insensitive here, but I'm a little bit, what's the word ignorant. I don't know if you're about, I'm not trying to be insensitive when I'm talking about this, but I don't want to keep okay, it. I'm just going to move on from that. But I want to talk about now with, but what I want to say with, with that is Phil made the decision and it, and everyone's, it's not going to be that easy for everyone. I understand that. But you are forever and always one decision away from a completely different life. And I'm that's not even just applicable in Phil's case to him committing to life. It's also like he traveled across Canada and the United States because he decided to. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he did it. He made that one decision. If you hate your job, you could leave your job. That's one decision you can make. And you have a completely different life now. Maybe you move to a new city. Completely different life. You are forever and always one decision away from a completely different life. You have the ability to change your situation. I understand it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not just like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to quit my job, move to a new city, whatever. I understand money's a thing. I understand there's family dynamics and there's things that I'm not privy to. I don't have the full context of but there always is an option B. You might not like it, but it's there. And you always have an option to change your life. You're just one decision away. But speaking of being one decision away and changing things up, I feel like that was a little bit, a little bit of a, a, not a darker tone, but a little more serious note. So kind of switching things up a little bit. I want to talk about being able to reinvent yourself because now I've never, I never met Phil before, before, the day we recorded the podcast. But from what I've seen through my research and talking to people, he kind of reinvented himself a couple different times. He was the hockey player. And then after his concussions, he didn't really know who he was. Now he was the DJ and then he was the big brother winner. And now he's like a motivational speaker. And it's really cool. It's kind of cool. Like again, so I didn't like, didn't know him, but I was able to watch that progression through his content. I was able to see how he's kind of reinvented himself. He said he's a new person. And it's just really cool that if you don't like how you are, you can change things up. You can change and be whoever it is you want to be. But the last point that I want to talk about, and I mentioned earlier, this is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've ever recorded because of Phil's 
energy. His energy was infectious from like the moment he walked in and I was like, I dapped him up and I said, what's up? I could just tell like this dude was just like radiating positive vibes and it was crazy. Like I was just like mood, like I was in a decent mood already, but I was just like on another level when he came in. He's just got such good energy and that energy is infectious. Like I was literally like, people ask me like, yo, what's it? What's he like? Like, oh, he one big brother. What's he like? And I'm like, literally, he's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's just extremely positive and like a cool source. Like he asked me how I, how I knew who he was, like how I first learned about him. And I learned about him through my girlfriend actually, because my girlfriend used to be a big fan of Big Brother and Big Brother Canada. So she had actually watched Phil when he was on TV. So she was like a fan of Phil and his brother. And she was kind of rooting for them to win the show. And that's how I found out about who Phil was. So I told him that and he's like, oh, well, where's your girlfriend? Because I live with my girlfriend. I was like, oh, she never sticks around in the apartment when I record podcasts. She always leaves and she'll go to like a coffee shop or something and work on her own stuff while I record. And he's like, oh, okay, well, like, is, was she far? And I was like, no, she's not far. And he told me like, make sure that like he'll stick around until she comes back so she so you can meet her. And so he did that. He like hit around the corner and she like walked in. He like popped out. He was like, hey, um, it was just cool. And he like chatted with both of us for probably like another 20 minutes after we recorded the podcast. And just like always like the like what you see on camera with Phil is what you get. It might honestly even be like most people ratchet their energy up for the up for the camera. I would almost say like Phil might have even like turned it down a notch or two. Like he's just positive. He radiates positive vibes. And that's just a big takeaway for me is that your mood affects other people's moods. And it's possible to change someone's day around with the mood as well. You can ruin someone's day by being negative, but by being positive and having that high energy, it's infectious and you kind of change your room with your energy. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, I want to thank you. Sorry, I don't have a transition to the outro of this. It was just a super fun podcast. His energy was infectious. He's a great dude. I highly recommend you check him out. He's at Pax Official on Instagram. You can subscribe to Phil's YouTube channel at Pax. I'll make sure it's all linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or on YouTube by searching up my social life. And make sure if you enjoyed this takeaways, you listen to me rant for the last 30 minutes. If you have listened to me rant about this for the last 30 minutes, I appreciate you. I don't know if anybody will listen this far, but super cool if you have. If you have listened to this point, send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter again, at the Jacob Kelly. Even LinkedIn, connect with me. I'm Jacob Kelly. I'm spending a lot more time on LinkedIn than probably any other platform right now, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But if you enjoyed this podcast or any of the previous podcasts, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews I get or that the podcast gets, the more it helps people find the show. So it really helps to grow this community that we're developing here. And one other thing I was going to say, if you listen to this and this is the first podcast of mine you've ever listened to, uh, be sure to subscribe and subscribe. Stay tuned for future episodes because every single Monday I put out a brand new interview and every single Thursday I put out one of these takeaways episodes. They're not usually this long. They're usually probably around the 15, 20 minute mark, but I was just in a mood today. I had some good vibes going and I was just kind of kept talking, kept talking. But anyways, enough of me. I've rambled on long enough. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.